Welcome to Charity Faith Love Podcast. My name is Charity, and I am the lovely voice that you will hear on each episode. I just wanted to give you a warning. My husband tries to keep the kids out while I'm recording, but if you hear some kids destroying my house in the background, just ignore that. So let's get into this next episode. Today, I want to talk about silence. Specifically, when we think God is silent with us, or at least what we interpret it as, he isn't listening to us or seems to be ignoring us. Now, there are good times of silent for when we need to just like really sit and reflect on things on our own, but most of us can agree that we do not like it when there is silence, or we feel there is no response no matter how hard we try. I mean, there has been times I've been struggling, I'm literally like yelling at God, telling him I need answers or help with what I'm going through. And it would be like crickets in the background. I would pray over and over for him to just give me an answer, but I felt like I wouldn't receive anything. I would even be like, God, I don't need you to even solve the whole thing. Just tell me yes or no to this one tiny part and I won't bother you anymore. But we all know that was a lie because the next day you better believe I would be back with something else. I really feel like sometimes God just gives me the look that, you know, like the mom look I give my kids, just kind of thinking really I do like to ask God to help me through something or make something happen for me. And sometimes I catch myself where I don't even ask him for his plan for my life. I should be following scripture in like Matthew 6.10 where it says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, it specifically says God's will, not ours. Yet here I am just over here demanding answers and expecting him to follow me in my plan. I have had to learn mostly the hard way. Um, That's not how God works at all. No matter what you think is best or if you think you have it all figured out, it does not mean that your way is better. Thankfully, God is gracious enough not to listen to us if it's not in our or his good. So for today's discussion, I want to talk about the other side of it, meaning maybe God isn't silent. Maybe we are not listening to him or actually doing what he's called us to do. What do I mean? Let's evaluate this whole silent thing. One of my favorite men in the Bible is Abraham. He used to be called Abram, and so in scripture, I may refer to him by that name. Um, God ended up changing his name later, and so that's where we came up with Abraham. But we're going to start in Genesis, where we meet him. Genesis 11 is where he first is basically introduced. The writer is going to go through this lineage of a bunch of people's name that I cannot pronounce. So we meet Abraham and his wife, Sarah. I want to point out in Genesis 11.30, it specifically says Sarah cannot have children. So just kind of keep that tidbit in the back of your mind. So now we're going to go to chapter 12, and it's God talking to him, and he literally says, leave your country, your relatives, your father's house, and go to a place I will show you. So God just told him to leave everything he knows and go to an unknown location. Like, no big deal. Pack up your stuff and go. Now, he does tell him he's going to make him a great nation and bless him in huge amounts. But I'm still stuck on the fact that he just told him to pack up and go. I don't know if I could be so obedient. I would have so many questions. Like, I need to know how much to pack. Am I bringing snacks? Like, where am I going to sleep? I mean, obviously God didn't ask me because he'd probably be so annoyed with my hundred questions. But what does Abraham do? He goes without questioning or hesitation. This is where we get to learn that he was 75 years old. I feel like that's a huge trip to ask of an older man. But Abraham brought his wife, nephew, 
and brought their possessions, and they went. He does his traveling and goes to the land God told him. There um, is a lot of different things that happen, and it's too much for me to go in detail. For So for the sake of today, we're just going to jump to chapter 15. God and Abraham are talking, and God tells them that he will have his own child, and he will have as much family as he can count the stars. In my head, Abraham is this much older man that shouldn't be able to have children, and now God is just going to let him start reproducing? Even Abraham and Sarah felt the same way. But God makes a covenant, or basically like an agreement with him, later um, promising him that he's going to give them children. Now, before I weird you out with this next part, remember this is thousands of years ago, and they did things much different than us. So with that being said, Sarah had a maid or a servant, you can call it, um, who was capable of having children, and we remember that Sarah cannot. So what does Sarah do? She tells her husband Abraham to have a baby with the maid, since it seems impossible for her to do so. So, of course, Abraham does as his wife wishes, not thinking of the fact that him and God are like basically best buds and God already told him that he would have his own kids in God's plan. Um, I feel like he kind of forgot literally that God and him have normal conversations each day and made a full agreement about this. He made like a whole covenant with him about this kid thing. But I guess Abraham was just trying to be a good husband and do what his wife wished. But again, did God say that he's going to have a baby with a maid? No, God was very clear and when he said that Abraham and Sarah would have a child of their own. So listen carefully now. This is the whole point I'm trying to get across. Genesis 16.16 16 says, Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar gave him his son Ishmael. The next verse says, Genesis 17.1. It's about 1 through 3. When Abraham was 99 years old, God showed up and said to him, I am the strong God, live entirely before me, live to the hilt. I'll make a covenant between us and I'll give you a huge family. Overwhelmed, Abraham fell flat on his face. Did you notice the gap there with his age? From the time that he had Ishmael to the time that God spoke to him again was 13 years. 13. The child was a teenager before God talked to Abraham again. Immediately after that, God changed his name officially to Abraham from Abram. This man was the one who was talking to God all the time and was basically would like sit at a picnic table with him having normal conversations. Like they made an agreement and angels would come and talk to him with messages from God. They had a very big established relationship. But Abraham chose to take matters into his own hand and he and his wife chose to have a son with the maid instead of being patient and waiting for God. I feel like God is far away. If, if you feel like God is far away and not talking to you at this time, I want you to think about what you're putting into the relationship first before getting upset at him. Sure, you might think you're doing the right thing, um, but like really where is your heart at? Abraham was still doing things for God, but he made a choice and that had consequences. And his consequence was not getting to hear from God for 13 years straight. He was told that he would have a son, so he chose to do it his way, and now he gets complete silence. If I was him, I would have been terrified and felt so lonely for not being able to get a response or even a meeting with God. After that time passes, um, God comes back and tells Abraham again that he's going to have another son. So if you see, God tells us things more than we realize. We are the ones choosing not to hear him or wait for his timing. 
we try to blame him and say he isn't listening to us or he's giving us the silent treatment. Which his silence may be true if we're not following the correct path he told us to go on in the first place. I understand things seem unfair and it makes and some things make us uncomfortable at times. But don't you think Abraham and Sarah thought it was crazy that they were going to be having a baby when they were over 100 years old? But guess what? They still did. The point I'm trying to make is that you shouldn't assume God has left you or is silent in your most desperate times. He's always working things out for his timeline and not ours. He never left us and doesn't plan to start now. He might just be sitting back waiting for us to decide if we're going to listen the next time that he calls us to do something. I can relate to Abraham and Sarah. I'm really impatient. I want things to happen immediately for myself. So it is hard for me to just wait and let God do his thing. Do you feel like you may be the same way? So I challenge you to sit and listen. And once he tells you what you need to do, actually do it the way he said. I know it may seem uncomfortable or seem like it's a lot or a long time that you have to wait. But remember, we're supposed to have a relationship with God and relationships go both ways. We cannot expect God to just hand us things right away without seeking him first and being obedient. So just remember, have patience and sit back and listen. Try to have an open mind and listen to what God might be trying to tell you, and hopefully you won't have to wait a hundred years for God to give you what you're waiting for. Congratulations for making it all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and rate my podcast. You can also go to my website, www.charityfaithlove.com to read my latest blog post and find where you can order my book titled, Lord Help Me. Thank you.